Aloha, Ihawaiians! Welcome to another exciting episode of Ihaw Ihaw Show where we learn about how it feels like living abroad like the three of us. So we have talked to our guests who are brave enough to get out of their comfort zones and start a new life in a different place, place from the Philippines. Whether it is for a permanent migration, studying, business, professional endeavor like sports, or traveling for more than a year. As we always aim to inspire you, Ihawaiians, we also try to give a different perspective, show you some sort of truth of all the hardships when people take this route or just be informed of others, other people's stories as well. So I'm happy that you're still listening to us and joining us in each and every episode that we publish every week. So come and join us once again on this new episode entitled, What's Roasting? Darcy Lalonde the other the way, other way. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is jill from vancouver canada welcome good day afternoon or night whenever you decided to listen to our podcast and i'm with my co-host and this is Roas from Auckland, New Zealand. Kyoro Koto Kotwa from Aotearoa. And you are with the, the Ihao, 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 Ihao crew. crew. Okay, we perfect din natin yan, guys. We need to practice that. <laughs> so, through that experience, Darcy, how do you believe with these local talents? Again, I, I think the, the the local talent speaks for itself, and it's it's you know when you look at the, the Philippines being the number one um, call center uh, hub, it's it's all about the people and the culture of the people. Um, and one of my passions is is to be able to see um, industries created in the Philippines where Filipinos don't have to go abroad to to make a good living, because I think. Uh, you know, the, the culture here is very much about family and it's sometimes a shame that you, to make a good living, you may need to leave the Filipinos, to, the Philippines, to, to be paid an amount that is, 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 is acceptable to create a good uh, life for, for yourself and family. But I think now we are seeing where, you know, Filipinos can get jobs here, be paid well, um, can be paid as well as, as foreigners. Um, and I think that's uh, something I'm enjoying to see that evolution here. Uh, of, of the, the workforce. Okay, so we've guested some Filipinos like us who took the plunge and got out and lived outside the Philippines. And I think we have had fewer conversations with other nationalities. I think we only had like one or two, like Mark Yen, right? Who shared their stories about their parents, moved to the other country, or simply telling about travel stories to the Philippines. So I think it will be interesting to talk about the other way around, like foreigners who decided that they would stay in the Philippines. So isn't that fascinating, guys? That's so fascinating because Filipinos leave the country. So. That's the normal route. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the normal route. <laughs> yeah. Red, so, is that uh, fascinating? Uh, quick answer, yes, it is. <laughs> so there's this guy that I play volley uh, played volleyball with when I was still based here in Manila. And I think he's French. And so he's been living here in Manila for uh, maybe 10 or 15 years. And I was like, why? Why? Why are you here? Everyone wants to leave. So, you know, it, it's just fascinating. Yeah. yeah. 
And that's what fascinates them, maybe something that we can discuss in this episode as well. Because for the special guest in this episode, which is episode 9, is absolutely a walking piece of evidence that at some point, Philippines has been attractive to foreign nationals, not just because of the natural resources or beaches or whatnot that we have, but because of the investment opportunities. And we will know more about it today. And I can't wait. Jill, Red, can you tell us more about our guest? Absolutely. So our, our next guest is very special to me because Royce and I used to work for an IT company where he was the president. He was born in one of the coldest parts of Canada, Regina, Saskatchewan. <laughs> it's an ex-town to where I lived for four years, Saskatoon. Sports was huge for him when he was younger and it taught him discipline and teamwork. He played hockey and was a stampede wrestler in Canada. He's a self-made CEO. He got good education, graduated university from Canada, did some IT consulting in Vancouver, which I saw him last year as well. And then he decided to move in Manila, Philippines in 1999. He's now a family man back home with kids and very much in love with his girlfriend. I need to meet her sometime. Uh, Darcy Lalonde is considered one of Asia's most successful executives and entrepreneurs. He has repeatedly built large enterprises from scratch that were later acquired by global companies. And he is now the chairman of the board of Figari Solutions. And he also owns a resort named Kahuna in La Union. Ooh, oh, yeah, we, we went <laughs> there. there. Yeah. We were there. Yeah. The three of us went there together when yeah. um, I visited Philippines in 2015. Yeah, very good yeah. experience. Yeah. All right, so Darcy alone has been investing in the Philippines for almost two decades now, focusing on the BPO, information technology, and tourism sectors. He is very passionate about the Philippines and local Filipino talent, and uh, I'm curious to know why. He could have chosen Singapore or Malaysia, so why the Philippines? So he invested trust in Filipinos, not just to do business, but because they believe and love our country. Darcy said in one of his interviews four years ago that Asia is an emerging market, and it'd be nice to see Philippines dominate and become a first world country, maybe not in our lifetime, but maybe in the future. So I'm so hopeful and happy to hear this. Well. Uh, we'll ask him if he still thinks the same way, and if not, what changed? We can put a lot more in the description about Darcy, especially his awards in the description about, but we have only 30 minutes, so let's all welcome Mr. Darcy Lalonde. Um, he's staying right, right now in Vancouver, Canada. Let's get our discussion going. Hey, Darcy. Hello, everybody. How are you? It's uh, good, good to, to, to chat. Good yeah. To how are things in that part of the world? We're kind of curious. Well, I guess it's, uh, you know, after being in, in fundamentally under lockdown in mm. Manila for, for three, four months, uh, I must say it was nice to get back to Canada and, and, and feel the, the fresh air and, 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 and uh, the freedom to move around. But um, on the other hand, I think, uh, you know, it was, it was necessary to lock things down in Manila and, and uh, as Filipinos do, we, we do what it takes, um, and, and that's where we're at right now huh? with the, the whole COVID situation. Mm, yeah. So my real first question actually is, like, what was your wrestler name? No, <laughs> I was just kidding. <laughs> I just know this, like, because it's a common trivia. When Jill and I were still working for Northgate Arena, so do you know that our, like, 
super heavy is the former wrestler. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure if you remember me, but I was working with a team of Mike Ellis and Hans Montenegro as well. So yeah, we we are on that um, business transformation team doing implementation for um, Asia Pacific um, clients that we have for Eureka um, HR. Remember, well, now we just got to get Hans Montenegro to run for president. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we're gonna maybe tap him to, to guest here as well because he had some um, experiences going outside the country and living in Hong Kong for a while as well so yeah. it would be good to have him here too and share his experiences but yeah. you have mentioned some um, like how you are there um, and how it would to be in Canada but for the benefit of our listeners which we call as E-Hawaiians um, from the Philippine perspective what's actually your like residency or citizenship status in the Philippines and can you explain what the benefits of those are of that status? Yeah, I, I guess um, you know initially when I moved to, to Asia in 1999 interestingly enough uh, I did land in Kuala Lumpur Malaysia and that's where I started uh, my uh, my adventure uh, but I must say within months uh, we had a lot of projects uh, and this was SAP stuff uh, we had a lot of projects in the Philippines with, with Del Monte and San Miguel and, and, and some, some great names of great companies and, um, you know, really fell in love with the, the Philippines. Um, the, the, I think, you know, I, I describe it as it's kind of like the wild, wild west. Um, you know, it's still, you know, there's a lot of creativity, there's a lot of opportunity. Um, you know, back in Canada, everything is very regulated. It's very hard to do startups and, and, and to have things, uh, uh, you know, start up and build up. In Manila, you can, you can be a, you know, a fellow like myself, go in, um, and I, you know, very proud that two of the three of you have worked in, in my companies before, and I'm, I'm very proud of the, you know, literally hundreds of people that I've employed that have gone abroad so I've yeah. employed I guess thousands of people but I know hundreds and a lot in Canada um, a lot in US Australia um, and, and, and again I'm, I'm always so very happy to see success and people expand their boundaries I guess on the flip side though I've always wondered you know to your point here I am going from Canada and I want to be in the Philippines and all, and all the Filipinos wanna wanna get out of the Philippines and be in you know in in and I guess the first world. But um, I would you know I, I guess this was something the last couple of years that I had hoped was you know that Filipinos don't have to go abroad to do well, right? Because that somehow it seems like you know a lot of the very good talent, the very good people that the Philippines could use uh, feel they need to go abroad and. and um, I think it's great if that's what you want to do in your your journey, but it would sure be nice to see where you know Filipinos are paid uh, and, and can have careers uh, that are rewarding in the Philippines, and you don't have to go to Hong Kong, Singapore, Australia, Canada. Yeah. So it's been. Um, I think it was really the the, the welcoming nature of the Filipinos. I, I I found when I lived in KL and other places. Um, I didn't really have local friends. I, I had expat friends. Um, mm. Expats stuck with the expats. Whereas in the Philippines, um, you know, I, we really had a, a blend of, 
you know, local people and, and expats and, and from people from all over the world. And as Jill knows, you know, some of these people, you know, the Chris Avalanosas and, and, and Lanny, these people yeah. I've known for 21 years. Um, when I met them, they were 20. You know, now they're <laughs> they're, they're like 41. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So, Darcy, you're a permanent resident in the Philippines, right? Yeah, I'm on a what's called a quota visa, which is a lifetime permanent residency. Um, and I guess, um, you know, to my point earlier, initially I wasn't sure uh, where I was going to land. And, and I was traveling so much that I didn't really need a, I didn't really need a, um, a visa for anywhere because I was just mm -hmm. bouncing around all over the place. Uh, but, but then I guess it was, uh, well, it was just before we opened up Arinzo in, in Manila in 2005, where I, I finally got that, that visa because up till then, I uh, actually had a uh, um, Singapore employment pass as well. I see. Okay, so uh, Darcy, what are the things that you learned about uh, Filipino workers, good and bad, for the past two decades that uh, you've been working in the Philippines? Uh, well, I guess, and, and again, I'll be brutally frank, I, I think 20 years ago, I, I think the talent was, was better quality um, than it is today. And, and I just wanted to share that with you. Um, and, and I think to some degree, um, you know, I think English is not as strong as it was 20 years ago. I think for a lot of you in your ages, you came out with very strong English. And I think the public schools even really uh, pushed a, an English curriculum with which I think is been language. It's the language of Manila. If I go to La Union, because uh, the Ilocanos can't understand the, the Tagalog. So, um, you know, over time, uh, I, I, I'm hoping that we can get that back. But, uh, you know, certainly early on, there was a, a huge, um, a huge supply of very talented people. And, uh, you know, I think I've built up a, a middle management group, uh, even in, even above, out of that first group. I find it harder now. And, I, and I, I'm not sure why to find the good talent. Um, wow. Maybe they all left. <laughs> well, that, that's, you know, I, I think it's a shame because I think a lot of the, you know, the, the creative thinkers and the innovative people uh, that, that, that I met early on, I'm not seeing as much of that. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think, uh, I, I think maybe I'm just not finding them, but, um, it used to be, I think, much more abundant of that people wanted to, I think, work for, um, you know, international companies. Um, but we're still also happy staying in the Philippines to, to build up their expertise and their experience. Um, you're on mute, Red, but that's interesting. <laughs> Do you have something to say, Red, or should I go Yeah, ahead? yeah. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, what's the future for, for Darcy and the Philippines? Well, I, I guess, um, and, and I guess Jill has known me for a long time. I, I start up companies and I sell them. And, and, and um, 
um, and, and normally to foreign foreign companies, bigger foreign companies. So, um, you know, my last adventure was a company called Synchrony. Again, doing SAP with Success Factors. Um, so in 2019, I, I sold that to an American company called Rising, um, and uh, and did a you know I, I think it was uh, the, we became number one in Success Factors in Asia. The goal was to be number one in the world, and with joining Rising, they really are um, num- number one. So uh, I did a, a year. I guess a little over a year and and again what normally happens with Darcy Lalonde is after a year or so um, he lets his babies go and uh, and uh, there's nothing worse than an old CEO who's an entrepreneur trying to fit in sometimes with the you know the corporate world Um, as it's been said about me many times I'm completely unmanageable and that's why I uh, I try to start my own companies so that nobody has to manage me. Um, That's good. So, you should uh, sell Eho Eho Show too. <laughs> Can you help us do that? How to sell our show as well? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the good news is I've still got two great companies that I'm involved with, and obviously, uh, Kahuna, which mm-hmm. has become, you know, I, it's, it's again something I'm very proud of. When I opened Kahuna, Nobody had heard of San Juan La Union. Um, it was a, it was a, it was nothing there. Um, a lot of surfers knew about it. It was a bit of a secret surf place. Uh, took a big chance um, and and started up Kahuna, and and now that area. I mean, it's LU. It, it's you know right up there with Boracay in terms of being famous. Um, Again, some hard times right now with, with all the, the lockdowns and, and, and not being able to be fully operational. But I sure hope by the end of this year, you know, we can get back and, and uh, enjoy some of the great progress that we, you know, that we had at Kahuna. Um, my other company, which is Figari Solutions, which uh, again is uh, my CEO there is Chris Butt, another guy that's... Mm. You know, he was our former manager as well in Arinso. Yeah. So, so you know, and even you know, with Rising, there is Philip Grillo that, that joined us at Rising, and and and, and I guess it's a, something that I've really enjoyed is that uh, you know, having this great group of people that I just bring from company to company, um, and and uh, you know, I guess I I, I find it funny because you know, guys like like Jericho Jajua who's a, a guy that's been with me many years, says, you know, Darcy, we get it. You start a company, you know, you pay us less than we made at the last company we worked for you. Um, you know, then then we do really well. We have a lot of fun. Then you sell us. <laughs> and then you start cycle. something up. Yeah, then you start something up and we join you again. Um, so, you know, and, and, and I guess that's that loyalty um, you know, when we talked earlier about what I like about Filipinos, I think once you get into their hearts, they are very loyal. Um, and they are people that I, I would go to battle with. And uh, I think uh, as you get older, you find out very, you know, very much, you know, who you want to go to battle with and who you, you know, perhaps uh, uh, find that a bit bit flighty. They, they come when things are good, but they disappear when when things are a little bit tough. So, uh, 
my Philippine and, and I think you know, <laughs> I've been quoted as saying you know it's maybe not politically correct anymore but you know my mafia which is you know really what I call the people that have worked with me for the last 20 years when we bring the mafia in there is nothing but success in front of us because it's a, a great team hard working you know play hard work hard um, enjoy life and um, you know it's been great seeing people um, you know grow as, as you know I used to be the CEO now I don't even like being the CEO I, I want to just be a chairman I want to you know be able to have a few calls and and, and guide the, the people that, um, that that I've worked with for so many years and see them uh, prosper and evolve yeah that's an interesting take and perspective as well in terms of like Filipino loyalty and how yeah, and how it is perceived by non-Filipinos as well. Um, so, Darcy, we mentioned earlier that um, for you, it's kind of like challenging nowadays to find for Filipino talents. It can also be a possibility that maybe talented people are leaving. Do you have any idea in, in terms of like what would make Filipinos stay in the Philippines from a business or entrepreneurship perspective? I think it's time for, and, and I think it is happening. I think it's time for Filipinos to respect their, their, their own culture, their own abilities, um, because they, all over the world, people welcome Filipinos. They, they, they you know, and, and not just, you know, as, as caregivers or, or, you know, it, it's right up to CEOs and, and innovators and, and creative people. Um, and I think, you know, you have to pay people. Um, and, and, and I know a lot of my friends have really had to move from the Philippines to be paid a fair market rate. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, if you're a Filipino in the Philippines, you don't make the same money that, say, a foreigner with the same education and the same experience, you don't get the same money. Exactly. And I, and I, I don't think that's uh, the way it should be. So that's where, you know, I've often paid uh, my Philippine staff as much if not more than some of the foreigners that I that I also have working with me so I, yeah I think it's and I do see um, you know uh, and I think it came in a little bit on the the wave with with Duterte right a, a more nationalistic view I may not agree with all of that nationalism at times but I do think it's you now I've even found where and I think you guys have seen this, what I call the angry foreigner, the rude, angry foreigner, bullying, you know, uh, Philippine people and staff. And and, and, uh, and I hate it right? because they would never do that in their own countries because somebody would punch them in the face. Um, whereas somehow in the Philippines, you know, this used to be, I guess, one of the positives of Filipinos is that they can appear to be subservient and take the crap um, but you know what? It, it, it shouldn't be necessary. And I do see now, you know, the, the, I think in the Philippines in general, they don't take the crap they used to. So yeah. in fact, I, th I think there is a little bit of that, that feeling like, hey, you're in our country, respect us. And, and I think that's great. Yeah, I think it's a good mindset to embrace as well, especially for us Filipinos. Like, yeah, I definitely agree in terms of like, we have 
really need to put premium on the talent and capabilities of Filipinos as well. Otherwise, you will just lose them, right? And you just need exactly. to create like more opportunities for them to realize that and see that it's actually worth staying than actually going and leaving for another country. So, but in relation to that, um, Darcy, from an entrepreneur and investor point of view, looking at the current political landscape in the Philippines, is it actually like um, still enticing for investors to, to, you know, to invest in the Philippines? I think, you know, I think we're at a bit of a crossroads. I mean, obviously, I think the, um, shall we say, the, the, the international reputation of, of the current government scares people a little bit. Um, you know, to be honest, I, I live there. I'm not, I don't find it scary because I kind of know uh, my way around. But, uh, yeah, I, but I do think that, you know, more than ever, we really, I think the Philippines can, can use foreign investment. I, I, I'd like to see it be more than just Chinese investment. Um, I think it, it's great to diversify that investment. Um, I think they should open up some of the ownership, uh, phone ownership, because it's still pretty restrictive. Um, and I think it would, uh, you know, bring in some great innovation. Because one of the things, that, and that's why I've been in the Philippines, the ability to ramp up in in a low, relatively low cost. So I can, you know, get 50 really good people, have that up and running, uh, and be in an environment that it's not so costly that you know i'm bankrupt in two or three months yeah. and things will go well and that's that that wild west uh acumen that you know i think is so valuable in the philippines is you know i've been able to start up I, i've had bars i've had resorts i've had um, property management companies some of these things i i don't even know that much about but i was able to step in and and, and start up companies because the cost of entry is not is not that hot uh, to start a company in Canada costs a fortune just to yeah. register it. Um, so this is the opportunity I think that foreigners have um, I hope they continue to be supportive um, and and I think uh, after the whole COVID situation um, you know let, let, let's hope that we get to a new normal whatever that is yeah, yeah, that's true. But like for e-Hawaiians, for our listeners, um, we always ask this question. What were your adjustments living in the Philippines or living in another country, in your case, Philippines? And what do you miss a lot in Canada aside from good music and friends and family? Well, I, you know, and I think that was, again, what attracted me to end up in, in, in the Philippines was I found it not very hard to adapt. Um, because people were so friendly um, and outgoing. I, I think I found it hard in, say, KL uh, because it was, you know, very different culture. You know, the Philippines is very Western, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, not, not that uh, I, I compare the, 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 the U.S. culture with Canada, but it is still a Western culture that, you know, we can be very comfortable with. Um, but I think, you know, incredibly welcoming um i think there is things you, you do need to get used to the you know but the traffic and the, the oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh two hours 
yeah. I, I mean, you know, again, you know, to go from from Makati to to BGC can take <laughs> 45 minutes, right? Crazy, and, uh, yeah. 3.6 kilometers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, but you know, those are things you just you, you learn to adjust. So while you're sitting in your car, you you're on your phone and like. And I guess I was privileged enough. I spent two hours a day in my car doing work. So <laughs> I don't feel I've I've I've, I've lost my time, but um, but uh, you know. And then you've got all the beauty in, in the Philippines, and and uh, you know, with the, the you know the and of course back in the the 2000. I mean, there's no probably better nightlife in the world than than. Than the Philippines, to be honest. Oh. oh yeah, it's got that Spanish mentality where, you know, I can remember well when I owned Heckle and Jekyll. Um, you know, people would phone me at midnight. That's in Makati, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So nowhere else in the world would you have somebody phone you at eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> and say, Let's meet up for a beer. You know, whereas you know, say in Spain or something or, or Europe, you would. Um, yeah. Well, I just found it's a, it's it's also a great environment that you you get out to. Oftentimes, I guess you even see in places like Canada where people hit a certain age, they don't go out anymore. They they uh. don't socialize very much, and uh, yeah. I think it uh, you know it's, it's me uh, socializing with people and, and and meeting up. You know, my friends. from 20 uh, and, and when I came to Manila I was a very young fella um, <laughs> now now I'm, I'm, I'm getting older but um, you know I think people still in, in, enjoy themselves and, and, and feel that you can, can go out and about and, and appreciate um, that young people don't just hang around uh, their own age groups uh, you, you really do span a much wider spectrum of, of friend groups right right you know just last night my best friend invited me to his house like 11 p.m like hey come over and have some wine but i didn't realize you know there is no public transportation these days because of the virus i couldn't go out but yeah because i just came back from from korea last week so i still wasn't yeah all right, but a last question for you, Darcy. In terms of Filipino food and culture, what are your favorites? What's uh, the best memory that you have in the Philippines? Well, you know, I think food is an interesting one, right? Because, you know, people who don't really understand uh, uh, the Philippines, because is the Philippines uh, Asian? Is it American? Is it Spanish? Is it, is it Catholic? <laughs> uh, Asian Latinos. Yeah. <laughs> It's all those things, right? So it's it's a very, you know, it's very different than going to a Hong Kong or a Singapore or a, or, or a Shanghai or, or, you know, um, so it, it's it's uh, you know it's something that I, I enjoy. You know, the, the food has a bad reputation uh, with, with some people um, because it's it's let's let's face it, it's pork done forty five different ways, normally fried, um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I came to you know enjoy fat on my uh, on my meats and because uh, it does have good taste and, and 
I guess some of my favorites are uh, you know, pork synagogue, uh, nice and sour. Um, you know, it's absolutely adobo. You can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, Shanghai, you know, the... the, the, the Lumpia. Uh, Lumpia Shanghai, yeah. 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 So, uh, so, no, I... I um, and I must admit, at first, I probably didn't embrace the food <laughs> as much as uh, I did later on when... I think when you, you you get people who prepare it in such a way that it you know you, the tastes are, are, are very good. Um, so it, it's uh, like I said, it, it's it's not Chinese food the way people sometimes think uh, in, in the Philippines. It's not Thai food, um, but uh, it, it has its own special uh, crispy patas and. Uh, <laughs> All these horribly unhealthy food. <laughs> but so good, so good. Um, Darcy, we'll have a fun segment for you. So we're going to test your Filipino um, knowledge. So we call it Filipino Citizenship Test, Ihaw Ihaw Way. Um, so you've been in the Philippines for more than two decades. So it's time to see your uh, knowledge about Philippines. So we'll have questions for you, um, myself. Red and Royce will ask you some questions and we'll have multiple choice. If in case you know the answer, just say it. Okay. So number one, who, who is the president of the Philippines when you moved to Manila? So that's in 1999. 99. Was a strata. A, Fidel Estrada. Yes, you're correct. Wow, yes. <laughs> and then Gloria, I was walking the streets during the People Power 2. Oh, oh, wow. We were there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, which island in the Philippines is famous for its chocolate kills? Uh, Bohol. Wow. Yes, correct. How many islands are there in the Philippines? A, 362, B, 4,789, C, 7,641, or D, 2,000? I think it's C, isn't it? Yes. yes it's actually C. Uh, what are the... First two words of the Philippine national anthem. A. Lupang Hinira. B. That would count. That would count. Yeah, that would count. <laughs> that would count? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Darcy, if Canada has Wayne Gretzky, the great one, how do we call Manny Pacquiao? Oh. Uh, Manny Pacquiao is a once in a lifetime legend. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, you know, I, and it's funny because the last years, you know, people have been a bit negative about him. And, and I think people really got to enjoy this guy because you're never going to see something like uh, Manny Pacquiao. And, and I've been lucky enough to have met Manny Pacquiao through my kids, actually. Oh, wow. At Brent uh, International School and then at BSM at British School Manila. He's come by and what a nice what a nice guy you know mm-hmm. I, I was fortunate enough to go have coffee at his house and he's calling me sir and, 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 and i'm thinking man you're like an international superstar you, you don't call me sir i call you sir um but a <laughs> so what do you call him though <laughs> oh what's our nickname for him do we call him the big one pac-man senator yeah just pac-man pac-man yes <laughs> I'm a huge fan, and, and you know, I, I hope he can get another couple fights in, and, and uh, <laughs> you know, 
keep beating these young guys. Man. <laughs> it's amazing. Right, um, right. So I, I'm not sure if he's as good a politician as he is a boxer, but um, one thing for sure, he really, he really loves the Filipino, you know. And, yeah. And I think he tries his best for not only for the Philippines, but but he's just a, a, a nice guy. Um, yeah. Okay, my next question for you, Darcy. So, if U.S. has the White House, what does the so Philippines I, 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 have? Uh, Blue House, the, Yellow Palace, Malacanang. Yeah, Malacanang. Yeah. Malacanang. Okay, every yeah. Philippine president has blank years in service. Six, seven, ten, four. Sorry, what was that? Um, every Philippine president has blank t- years. In service, do they have six years, seven, eight, or ten? Six, unless right. it's Gloria. Gloria. <laughs> You're right. Okay. What's the famous Filipino dish that has two main ingredients: soy sauce and vinegar? Sinigang, adobo, iho iho, karekare. Adobo, right? There's nice. no mistakes yet. Yeah, and what does Maligayang Pasko mean? I don't, I don't know. Is it Happy New Year? I love you. How are you? Or Merry Christmas? Be happy new year. Happy new year. Uh, it's Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and lastly, um, which province is Mayon Volcano located? Is it Cagayan, La Union, Albay, or Zambales? Zambales. Oh, it's Albay. <laughs> but he has eight out of ten. So yes, he still got the passing score. Yeah, Thank you very much, Darcy, for joining us today and being a good sport in our fun segment. So, every episode we have a quote. So it's quote time, guys. Quote Sakinabalu. So our quote is from Bill Bryson: When you move from one country to another, you have to accept that there are some things that are better and some things that are worse, and there is nothing you can do about it. This one is self-explanatory, so I don't think I can explain <laughs> it further. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, I don't have any shout out. Just keep listening to our show, guys. And if you want to participate, just let us know. If you have suggestions about mm-hmm. topics, just let us know. Yeah, Darcy, quickly. Um, do you have anything to promote? Uh, no, I'm just uh, you know hoping you know, let's be strong in the Philippines. Let's let's beat this uh, COVID situation. Uh, let's be smart in yeah. Canada. People are being smart. Huh? Yeah. Stay low. Wear your mask. Um, and 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 let's wait for this vaccine. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for that. So please follow and DM us on our social media accounts. Uh, we're on Spotify, Anchor. Google at now an Apple podcast and just search for Eho Eho Show. We also have our Facebook Eho Eho Show, Twitter Eho Eho Show, and Instagram Eho Eho Show. Okay, all right. This has been your Eho Eho Show season two with Jill Red and Royas and with our special guest Darcy. Join us again on our next episode. Awa. Thank you. Very Thanks, good. Darcy. Darcy, thank you. Thank you so okay. much, Darcy. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.